Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, This issue of transportation is fundamentally about just making sure that people have the ability to get where they need to go. So uh, we got this text about that. Lots of critics making fun of Vice President Harris's statement on transportation. I think she should be praised. It's her first statement that's understandable in years. With some awkward <laughs> phrasing, she said transportation is about getting people where they want to go. And that's that's absolutely true. There's no arguing with that. She's shown a solid understanding of the issue, no doubt. All right. Wow, if you're a first grader. <laughs> it is rare that I do this. I want to tell you what's happening next hour on the show. Hour three, as it were. Uh, A discussion of erasing women from mankind. What? Pretending that there's no such thing as a woman. Uh, I have become aware of uh, some government guidance and uh, some important private organizations. What they're saying and the terms they're using for you ladies and your parts to avoid saying woman, it is insanity. If you can't listen to it live, grab it later via podcast. That would be our three of Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Awesome. Having said that, Jack, would you like to remind everybody of Joe Getty's iron law of dog retrieval? <laughs> <laughs> is that the idea that you, you can't punish your dog when he finds Like your dog's disobeying you. 
Yes. And then when your dog finally comes to you, you right. can't like you know hit him with a rolled up newspaper. Right. No, they're, that they're, would... they're getting the message that, oh, when I come to you, I get smacked on the nose? No, they finally come to you. You're frustrated. Don't smack them on the nose. Of course, you shouldn't beat your dog anyway. No, 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 no. no. It's, a, it's a metaphorical. And you shouldn't beat New York Times journalists either. I mean, there are laws, for instance. This is astounding. I brought this up briefly yesterday, but there's more to it now. The New York Times is actually paying a fair amount of attention to immigration backlash around the world. And they point out the foreign-born population of various countries and how it's skyrocketed over the last uh, 60 years. From Australia, that's nearly doubled the foreign-born population, to the Netherlands, that's more than doubled, it's two and a half times. Uh, France is, has gone from less than 1% to 15%. So they have 30 times as many foreign-born people in France. Uh, United Kingdom's Netherlands, uh, I'm sorry, that was Spain. France is just merely doubled. Um, but they go into a bunch of countries. And then, and again, this is where we don't hit the New York Times on the nose with the newspaper. When they're not talking about U.S. immigration, and it's politics, and I guess, and the advocates on either side, they act like intelligent adults and say things like, the scale, this scale of immigration tends to be unpopular with residents of the arrival countries. It's a signal that the country's laws don't matter. Also, lower-income and blue-collar workers worry their wages will decline because employers suddenly have a larger, cheaper labor pool from which to hire. We've been saying that for years and years. And it's and th- obviously as obvious as anything could be. You're a racist, was the counter-argument for like 30 years from the New York Times. Now they're quoting Tom Fairless from the Wall Street Journal, who wrote, Record immigration to affluent countries is sparking bigger backlashes around the world, boosting populist parties, putting pressure on governments, etc. The backlashes repeat a long cycle in immigration policy. Businesses constantly lobby for more liberal immigration laws because that reduces their labor costs and boosts profits. They draw support from pro-business politicians on the right and pro-integration leaders on the left, leading to immigration policies that are more liberal than the average voter wants. This is the New York Times. What happened to I'm a racist? Favoring lower levels of immigration is not inherently bigoted or always right wing. uh, Not to get off on a tangent to interrupt this particular story, which I find interesting, but I listened to like an hour and a half interview with the publisher of the New York Times, The Dispatch. Steve Hayes and Sarah Isger sat down with the Saltzman. Is that their name? The guy, Salzberger. Salzberger. Mm-hmm. The guy uh, who runs, and he's like the eighth person in his family to run the New York Times going back generations and generations and generations. And it was really an interesting conversation. Um, he, he's, he's trying to take the New York Times a slightly different direction than it was going for a while, but he wrote a long, and I mean really, really long piece to counter the Columbia School of Journalism's new idea that objectivity should be taken out of uh, journalism. So a lot of your, your leading journalism school in America and a lot of your leading journalist thinkers have decided that, no, 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 no. Advocacy is what journalism is about. You pick a side and you make the best argument for it. That's what you should be doing. And he, as a guy who runs the New York Times, said, no, that's going to ruin the country. We need to continue to have people who are just trying to lay out the facts and be as objective as possible. 
Hmm. And I thought that was absolutely fantastic. And he, 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 he sounded like he really, really believed it. He also said, I thought this was interesting. He said, I don't get into the, 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 the daily story stuff. Like, I'm way, way above that. I'm like long-term vision and everything like that. He said, I read the New York Times every day, and there's stuff that makes me think, how could you write this? Or how could you leave this out? He said, I say that all the time, just like wow. everybody else does. Wow, interesting. I was just going to say, anybody who's ever run an organization knows there are times the organization gets kind of over there. And you've got to figure out, all right, how do we pull it back over here? Um, you don't command every iota of uh, activity. I'm not denying that the New York Times overall you know, tenor is left and will probably mm-hmm. always be left. But he was talking about how you have no idea how much heat we get from the trans community for the fact that we've been covering all these stories about... Um, uh, you know, the surgery and all this different sort of stuff for kids and how there are experts that say it's bad. He said, we get so much pushback from that, you can't right. believe. Yeah, the Threats New York Times even. actually did a very courageous job of reporting on all of the European countries saying, hey, this stuff is unproven, it's dangerous, we have no data to say it's safe, we're not doing it anymore on children. I guess my overall point in bringing this up would be that the guy that runs the most important newspaper in the world probably still believes that objective journalism is a better goal than advocacy journalism. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, indeed. Uh, One more note from the immigration thing that I want to move on to Turkey, at least briefly. Um, And again, the country, not the meat. Uh, Today, though, many progressives are uncomfortable with any immigration skeptical argument. They have become passionate advocates for more migration and global integration, arguing correctly that immigration usually benefits by moving from a lower that immigrants usually benefit from moving from a lower wage country to a higher wage country. As if we on the right don't get that. No, No, we, we understand. that. How does it benefit me is always the question. And you're, and you're global in the long run. It's good for the country. While I agree with that is, uh, is fine. But is it making my town better to all of a sudden have thousands of people from some other country show up? Because I've lived in towns where that's happened and it didn't make the town better. It might, the- it'll make the country better overall immigration. I get that. But you can't blame people if their, their, their real life experience is, it's made the school harder to function. It, we, we've got more this, more that that we didn't have before, and we don't like it. That's the way well, people feel all around the world. It makes the schools worse, just worse. Uh, it also has costs, they point out, including its burden on social services, right. as some local leaders like Mayor Eric Adams of New York have recently emphasized. Yeah, we know. Again, I'm not going to hit you on the nose with the newspaper, but while you were calling me a racist for the last 30 years, these were precisely the arguments we were making. Moving along. Tell you what, you got your friends, your enemies, then your frenemies. And uh, Turkey might be the most interesting frenemy the United States and NATO will ever have. The, the That's their national anthem right there. The... <laughs> The dictator of Turkey, uh, Erdogan, and he's kind of a quasi-dictator. He's that tweener. He controls elections, then actually has elections. But he puts his thumb on the scale pretty hard. Not like Putin, but uh, thumb is on the scale, no doubt. Well, after a longish period of really cozying up to Russia and giving the U.S. and the West the finger, all of a sudden, he wants to be our bud again. 
He's flip-flopped from calling uh, uh, Putin my friend to suddenly, Monday, after more than a year being treated as an in-house spoiler by Western allies, he dropped his objections to Sweden joining NATO, allowed the NATO summit to convene on Tuesday with a new sense of strength and unity. He is going to have a one-on-one with Biden. He's given recent indications he's distancing Turkey from Russia. Indeed, we're going to sell him some F-16s. I wonder if that has something to do with it. Uh, but he is definitely making noises about, yeah, I'm a man of the West now. We're a country of the West. Let's all get together. Hey, la, hey, la. Yeah. Huh. I hope he means that. Uh, yeah, I think giving him the F-16s seems to be, according to the people I listen to, um, the big deal. That's what they were holding out for. That's what they wanted. And all right, we'll see how that turns out. One more word from a commentator, uh, Timur Karan, who writes on uh, Turkish issues. Erdogan's dizzying moves to return Turkey to the Western fold remind me of Anwar Sadat's decision in summer of 1972 to end the Soviet military presence in Egypt. No wonder Putin canceled his visit to Turkey. In 72 hours, Erdogan has endorsed Ukraine's accession to NATO, allowed Zelensky to take home the Azov commanders after he'd assured Russia that they'd stay in Turkey till the war was over. Wow. He, lift, he lifted his objection to Sweden's NATO membership, authorized France to monitor a nuclear reactor Russia is building in Turkey, and most surprisingly of all, asked for a resumption of EU talks, like to let Turkey into the EU. This pivot may be tactical, as visceral hostility to the West is well known, but as with Sadat's memorable 1972 decision, Erdogan's ongoing pivot may endure. If it brings more Western investment, he and his team may find partnering with the West too seductive. Awesome. NATO member, former bedfellow of Putin, Turkey, everybody. We're buddies again. So what bank do you use? Maybe Bank of America. I think it's the biggest bank in the country. They just got fined $250 million. What for? What did they do to you to get to earn this giant fine? And a bunch of other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So 200 milligrams of caffeine in this 12-ounce can of Prime Energy. Now, if you want to put that into context, if you compare it to Coke, that's about six cans of Cokes, two cans of Red Bull, or about two 8-ounce cups of coffee. We're talking about this, uh, myself and executive producer Hanson, because we have kids of roughly the same age. Prime has taken over. From Prime is an energy drink. Uh, f- from all or your drink. other drinks, like Gatorade or anything like that, it's 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 culturally among like eleven year olds the thing. Wow. And if you're going to be cool, you got to have you got to be drinking the Prime, which promoted by one of the Pauls, Jake Paul, John Paul, uh, RuPaul. I don't know one of the Pauls, one of the YouTube. Uh, Sensations, Jake Paul. I think don't don't ask for Rue if you want Jake. <laughs> You're going to be disappointed. Anyway, it's his energy drink, and there's a prime with caffeine and one without caffeine. They're gross if you've never tasted one. I mean, just Ugh. I mean, it's like drinking. It's like the way medicine tastes. Just so that's why my son didn't like it. Anson's son really likes it. Almost all the other kids like it, but it's just so sugary. And the some versions of it have an insane amount of caffeine in it. Like, if you're a caffeine addict like myself, I wouldn't want to drink that much caffeine. So you certainly shouldn't have your kid. The um, American Academy of Pediatrics came out and said kids under 12 should have zero prime. None. The caffeinated version, anyway. So mm-hmm. that's your warning. If you haven't been paying attention, there's a caffeinated version and a non-caffeinated version. Don't get them mixed up, I guess. Uh, there's no single cause of the obesity epidemic, but sugar Laziness. water has got to be uh, in your top three. The the sugar water craze of the 20th and 21st centuries. Yeah, I got to believe my dad drank no sugar water when he was a kid. Almost zero, maybe completely zero. And uh, now it's, for a lot of people, a daily drink. Sure. Yeah, I get it. Or, or, you know, the guy who walks around with the the 36-ounce Big Gulp cup sucking down sugar water all day long. And it's so cheap. I mean, I was at uh, Wendy's yesterday, and my my son and I were getting burgers and fries, but I don't let them drink pops, and I don't drink pop. Um, And uh, I said, we just want a water. And as as I've been told many times before, they said, it's cheaper to buy the meal deal with the Coke, even if you don't drink it. So it's it's cheaper to get the pop than to not get the pop, even if I'm not going to have it. So they give me the cup, and then I go fill it with water. But that's how cheap it is for to, to yeah. give it away, and it's just horrible for you. Anyway, 
You don't need a lecture for me. This story is good. Do you use Bank of America? It's actually the second biggest bank in the country with 65 million customers. Bank of America is going to pay over a quarter of a billion dollars in fines and penalties because they've been screwing people for a really long time. Uh, $250 million in refunds and fines after regulators found that the company was systematically overcharging customers, withholding promised bonuses, and opening accounts without your approval. Well, that doesn't seem like something you ought to do. Wells Fargo's like, finally, finally, we're not the symbol of this sort of thing. That's the first thing I thought of. So Wells Fargo got caught doing this years ago, and other banks didn't look at it and think, well, let's not ever do that. Bank of America apparently thought, wow, you can do that and people don't catch on for that many years? No, they the, what they figured was, hey, we better step this stuff up, really accelerate it and get the profit while we can, because then we'll be fined, you know, 3% of our quarterly profits. The company did not admit or deny any wrongdoing in its settlement, of course. You did wrong. In the extra fees alone, the bank charged customers tens of millions of dollars between March 2020 and November 2021. Uh, Bank of America would hit people with a $35 fee. Just put it on there, and you would, if you looked at your statement, maybe you don't look at your statements, and if you do, you'd just think, I wonder what that is, and go on with your life. Because there's so many fees on everything, and uh, it had added up to gazillions of dollars. And then they did a whole bunch of just signing people on, uh, signing up for new credit cards. They just would sign you up for a credit card. Probably, it doesn't say here, but it's probably similar to the reason it happened with Wells Fargo. You got bonus for how many credit cards you got people signed up for. So people would just start opening up credit cards account. They access your credit without your approval, which is not cool. And then they sign you up for a credit card. Wow. So we pictured the executives of Wells Fargo being swept out of the industry, humiliated. It appears Bank of America hired them. (laughs) Hey, uh, we hear you're out of work. Uh, We'd love to talk to you. Bank of America says it has addressed a root cause of that practice by eliminating sales goals and sales-based pay. That would be the sales goals of if you sign up 100 people for a credit card, you make this much money. And people are thinking, I'm just going to sign them up then. Uh, So there you go. This is exactly the same thing (laughs) as Wells Fargo. Yeah, it is. Remember, Wells Fargo reached a $3.7 billion settlement with federal re- regulators back in the day, which is significantly more than a quarter of a billion. Yeah, yeah. So Wells Fargo's like, what are you you comparing the two of us? You punks. They're punks, right. <laughs> you don't know how to steal from your customers. We know how to steal from our customers. There is a rogue otter menacing the West Coast. Details to come. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The first national poll that could be used to qualify for the inaugural Republican presidential debate next month has come out. Eight candidates in this poll. Trump, DeSantis, Ramaswamy, Pence, Christie, Haley Scott, and Hutchinson. Now, all eight will need to hit that 1% or more again in two additional polls to qualify for the Milwaukee debate in August. Frontrunner Donald Trump, of course, continues to, to dominate the field. In this poll, he has 56% among Republicans, leading Ron DeSantis by nearly 40 points. DeSantis with 17%. So, yeah, we got that debate coming up next month, and you have to have you reach all these various things to qualify uh, to get on the debate stage. And I don't know if you heard this. So Ramaswamy has got this deal going. It's like a... Um, it's like being a member of, um, uh, 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 what do you call those things where I have you sell water purifiers and you get a oh, bunch of other people. Multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah. Well, scheme is a pejorative term, but he's got a uh, multi-level thing where you, you, you raise money for him. Like you become a bundler. It's your chance to become a bundler and then you get 10% of, or whatever percentage of the money you raise for him. Oh boy. You get it. That's new. Yeah, it is new. It's a, it's a really new idea uh, with the main goal of just having a whole bunch of people think, hey, I'll take a shot at getting 10%. But if you get, you know, 10 people signed up, he's got to reach a certain number of donors to get on the debate stage. So that's driving that. The mm-hmm. governor of North Dakota, whose name I haven't memorized yet, who's running it is a billionaire, has the opportunity to do it this way. If I'm wrong on these numbers, I'm not far off. If you uh, if you donate $10, you get a $20 gift card. It's something like that. I mean, he's just flat wow. out, flat out buying donations. Wow. Quote unquote donations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh. it is. Well, it's really the, the good hearts rule or whatever. Once a goal becomes a measure or whatever that is, a measure becomes a goal. It ceases to be a good measure. Um, yeah. uh, that's what's happening here. 
Wow, what a great illustration of that. Yeah, Doug Burgum, by the way, the name of the national hero you mentioned from North Dakota. So what do you think of this? I heard this discussion on a podcast yesterday, and I thought it was really good. Um, and it's over the idea of ha- having too many candidates out there, too many out debate on the debate stage, a whole bunch of people that have no chance to win and or aren't even really serious about running. They just want to get a cable news show or a book or become secretary of something or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you for these tighter standards that keep people off the stage, or do you think it should be more wide open? The argument for that I think I agree with is you should have done enough in your life to have a high enough name recognition that you're that that you can reach the polling level or the donation level. That's kind of the whole running for president thing. You've accomplished enough and got enough attention. Prior to media, you would have had to. You wouldn't. Have, right. you, you couldn't have run for president as a nobody prior to the you know the age of media. You would have had to have been a national name. So is that good or bad? Or such a big name, say in Ohio, that people took notice and said, "Wow, all of Ohio is rallying uh, right. around this person." And blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think it's a little early to really strictly winnow the field. I mean, we're just talking about August. We're talking about uh, what <clears throat> 15, 16 months before the election. Um, Fifteen months, I guess. Well, the, the the problem is, if you remember, now we don't have as many people as last time around. But last time around, you had, you know, the A team debate, and then the next night or later that night, the B team debate that nobody watched, so that was pointless. And then even on the A team debate, like, it was like uh, English soccer. You got your Premier League. And if you're in the bottom one or two, you get relegated. Then you got your other league, and if you're in the top two, you get booted upward. I kind of like that. But but the problem with having all those people on stage is, I remember we'd have a 90-minute debate, and everybody got to talk for like three minutes. What's the yeah. point? That was a definite downside to all those people. And, and let me point out, by the way, I knew that soccer stuff before Ted Lasso. Okay. <laughs> All right, all you smug fans out there. But you you can't act like the debates are going to be such a big deal, and this is my chance to hear from a candidate, and they each talk for 90 seconds to two minutes in an hour and a half. I mean, what the hell's the point of that? You know, you're right. They're in an era where people who are just trying to sell books or raise their name ID or become secretary or something or other are running for president, not seriously. Yeah, there has to be some sort of pushback, and it might have unfortunate side effects. For instance, limiting uh, a dark horse's access to the stage, you know, I think I've, in a way that I'm not comfortable. With. I think I've changed my mind on this. I used to be more of the you don't you don't want to ignore the talent out there or whatever, and anybody can grow up to be president in America. I think you have to have done something in your life that gets enough attention that launches you into that category of people that could be president. Well, and that something might just be in the last four months you've so impressed so many people they're taking sure. you seriously. Anyway, uh, Sarah Isger of the Dispatch, who's pretty good at this sort of thing, says her prediction based on all of the things you have to do to qualify to be on the debate stage, certain number of donors, blah, 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 blah. It'll be Trump, DeSantis, Scott, Haley, Ramaswamy, Christie, and Pence. That's who's going to make the stage. The big question, of course, is whether or not Trump shows up. And then the the question of should he show up or not? I could see why he wouldn't. If you got a 50-point lead, what's the upside? And if he can draw 30,000 people to some little town in Iowa, for instance, or... if he, the Here's the thing I wonder. If he doesn't show up to the debate, what are the ratings? And I think that would really prove his point. 
I don't think very many. I'm not even sure I will watch if Trump doesn't show up to the debate. So uh, I will. I definitely will. I want to see who's uh, really hot and can take on Trump theoretically. But you look at the poll numbers right now, and I'm not as obsessed with poor Jack with the poll numbers. I'm on an ideas man. Um, <laughs> Here's my I, idea. I, Nobody I, can I, stop Trump. <laughs> The counter-argument to that is, uh, it's around here somewhere. I, I misplaced it. Um, uh, coming up, the tragic tale of Otter 841. Stay with us. Uh, just Okay. Uh, and to get to the other side of it, uh, the Hill is reporting this. So there's a new poll out. Um, Joe Biden hovering around 40% still. So he's at 41%. He was 41 last time in this particular poll. And they're making the point that while it doesn't get much talk, Historically, these are very, very low numbers. Really, only Trump and Jimmy Carter have ever had numbers this low. And at many points throughout his presidency, Biden is below Trump. So Mm -hmm. that's just a fact. Yeah, lower than anybody but uh, Carter at this point, I think. Which polls? All of them. Okay. Okay. Although once you get down into these numbers, all that is kind of just trivia. One other thing I wanted to point out from this particular poll, and this was, which poll was this? Reuters, Ipsos. Um, uh, they talk about various Supreme Court decisions and said a majority of respondents said they would support term limits for Supreme Court justices. I didn't know this was a majority thing in America. 85% of Democrats, because now that the Supreme Court leans right for the first time in my life, of course, you got to have term limits. When it leaned left, they should stay on there forever. All right, whatever. But yeah, even, wow. <laughs> but even 56% of Republicans say term limits for the Supreme Court. So it's overwhelmingly, easily a majority of Americans think term limits for the Supreme Court. I'm scanning my highly faulty memory banks. Uh, I'm not sure if any of the people I really respect who've talked about this have rejected the idea of, say, a 20-year term. Right. Uh, I, I know a lot of the people who I have a great deal of respect for in constitutional issues that say that would be fine well or you know i could see you know at some point just you know uh, and you stagger it in a way that every president is going to appoint one justice right that's the that's the issue is how many justices does each president get to appoint having a system where if three people happen to die during you know, this guy's administration, his view of the world dominates the court for the next 40 years. Seems, seems a little odd. Seems crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, I don't know if that's got any, I haven't heard anybody bring that up as a thing. Packing the court with 13 justices, on the other hand, is idiotic and a naked power grab, and nobody's going to do it. Correct. Quick question. Will Trump show up to the debate or not? <sighs> If I'm Trump's people, I say no. I don't think it hurts him. I don't think it hurts him a bit. I don't think it makes him look like a coward or any of the things people are going to claim. I don't think it, but with his voters, I don't think it hurts him a bit. I saw a headline the other day. Trump drew, oh, what was the number? I think it was 30,000 people to some little town in South Carolina that has like a population of 2,300. Yeah, it was impressive. I mean, he drew like 12 to 15 times the entire population of the town to the town. And it's just, it's uh, unprecedented. And none of those people are going to say, he didn't show up to the debate, so I've changed my mind. None of them. Right, right. So moving along to other fair. So people can enjoy Ramaswamy 
Yes. And uh, that one lady from South Carolina arguing about tax rates or something. That and, uh, one lady from South Carolina was the U.N. ambassador, sir. The governor of that fine secessionist state. Well, they haven't seceded lately. I just <laughs> Anyway, not that I'll, we'll check again. Oh, speaking of The Hill, you mentioned the story uh, published in The Hill. I texted Jack this last night. I was uh, flipping between my various news shows I had DVR'd, and there was an episode of King of the Hill. Uh, the uh, cartoon classic, and I, I decided to watch it. Damn it, Bobby. And it, it featured uh, Luann, the ridiculously <laughs> shapely, sexy, oh, and right. stupid uh, niece <laughs> of Hank and Peggy right. Hill. Manger baby's Uncle Hank. Who was uh, in love with this moron loser uh, <laughs> with with summer teeth, living in a trailer, making excuses for everything he does, as voiced by Tom Petty. So I, my, my rock legend Tom Petty, <laughs> my eleven-year-old's obsessed with King of the Hill and has gone through the entire thing on uh, Hulu. Yeah. I think it's on. But anyway, we saw that episode long, long ago, and I'd forgotten that was Tom Petty. It's a yeah. funny episode. Yeah, I can't do that. That violates my personal code, <laughs> <laughs> my code of honor. <laughs> oh, gee. Anyway, that's apropos of nothing. Um, you know, why don't we take a break? Mm. Then I have some information about climate change uh, that kind of, well, it, it straddles the various attitudes about climate change. My official attitude is there's so much misinformation, disinformation, and spin, it would take all of my time every day to get anywhere near the bottom of it from, from all sides. Right. But I'm starting to worry a little more than I did. I would agree. I hate to be a soft head, but uh, geez, the floods, the heat, the this, the that. Well, that makes you a soft head because I'm not going with that. Okay. Um, that's not what I'm talking. Well, no, nah, I kind of am. But um, so I'm, I'm going to d- d- take rabbit punches at both sides. <laughs> rabbit punches. Oh, and then. Oh, speaking of animals, the tragic story of Otter 841. Okay. And then next hour. You've got to stay tuned or grab the podcast. How far the effort to erase women has gone. Women, the progressives, don't want to acknowledge that you exist. They don't want to acknowledge that being a woman is a thing. And I think Please it's horrifying. Please do not use you gendered need to shut language up, you. to, to you, address everyone. Shut up. Who let you in here? Stay tuned. To... Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Can you have a license plate, personalized plate, that says, go back to California? That's being decided in a court. (laughs) Stay tuned for that story. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's too good. I know. The whole story is great. (laughs) Oh, boy. Speaking of Cal Unicornia, some news on crime and and, uh, homelessness and all next hour. Plus, some absolutely shocking efforts by the left to erase the very concept of a woman. Women, you don't exist anymore. Anyway, I think it's horrible, and we'll get to that. I can't wait to hear it. So the climate change thing, as we were discussing last uh, segment, uh, to me, it's just so thick with uh, misinformation, disinformation, shoddy data, activism, profiteering, etc. on all sides. I've just despaired. It would take all day, every day to try to get to the bottom of it. And we have too many different things to talk about, so I don't really bother. That's exactly been my point of view is um, I just there are only so many things I can dedicate my time to and I haven't this one. 
So I love this article from NBC News. It's talking about kidney stones are rising among children and teens, especially girls. And they hint in the headline that it's probably climate change. What? There's all kinds of dietary reasons there's got to be changes. It's got to be climate. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, they lead with hotter summers. Uh, uh, dehydration can lead to climate to uh, kidney oh, stones, etc. And they, <laughs> then they throw in uh, there are a combination of factors, including diets high in ultra processed foods, ding, increased use of antibiotics earlier in life, ding, and obesity. Oh, that's right. We're the fattest we've ever been as a species. Why don't we start there and work our way to climate change? No please? kidding. On the other hand, you have this. The Atlantic Ocean off of Florida is crazy. Thank you you for that, for putting it in our minds where it is. That was helpful. No, 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 cut off his mic. Cut off his mic. (laughs) No, as opposed to the freaking North Atlantic off the coast of Greenland. You cynic. Now I understand. (laughs) So we're talking about the part of the Atlantic Ocean that is near to Florida. It's crazy hot. It's over 90 degrees. The water temperature right now, and it's bleaching the coral reefs, which means it kills the algae oh. that lives on them, and it might kill the reefs. That's the only place I ever did any snorkeling was off the Florida Keys, and uh, I was shocked at how warm the water was. Now, this is 20 years ago, but I was shocked. It was like a warm bathtub then. I can't imagine what 90 feels like. Yeah, if you're a Pacific Oceaner, uh, you have no idea. I grew up going to the New Jersey Shore as a kid. I was on that show on MTV. The uh, What was that called? Was Jersey, Jersey something? Jersey Shore. Yeah. What, what was that? That doesn't fam- sound right. What was that girl? It was a household name for like Snooky. a... Snooky. Snooky, right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I wonder what um, she's up to. But the Atlantic Ocean is way, way pounds, warmer. pounds, I guess. Oh, what? wow, wow. Body shaming now. Wow. Anyway, so that's worrisome to me. It's uh, setting records for heat, I guess, and uh, it's bad for the coral, blah, blah, blah. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, You know, the whole tribal signaling thing, where you have to be adamantly yelling that there's no such thing as climate change um, to show what tribe you're in, I I don't do that. My tribe is independent thinking, or at least I try very hard to be in that tribe. And if I become convinced that, yeah, there's serious climate change going on, uh, then it becomes a question of what the United States can do with oh, it, right. do about it. Do we ruin our economies while China and India continue to, uh, you know, pump filth into the sky? Or are we much better off adapting to it, figuring out what we can do about it? Anyway, uh, enough on climate change and uh, moving on with the oceanic discussion. This from the New York Times. She steals surfboards by the seashore. She's a sea otter. California wildlife officials are hoping to apprehend a five-year-old sea otter who steals surfboards and attacks people in their kayaks. And then, like, resells them? or <laughs> Exactly, online, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a somewhat tragic story. Uh, otter 841, the five-year-old female... Uh, was, uh, what was the problem? She was uh, orphaned and the, uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium, I think it was, adopted her and then, uh, put her back out into the wild, which they do quite expertly. Love watching the otters at the Monterey Aquarium. If you've never done it, it's fantastic. They are so cute and sweet looking. Stay tuned. They look like puppies. That's why they get such good press. Yes, they look like puppies and they bite like pit bulls. But anyway, so the morons... Tourists, kayakers, surfers, etc., saw this uh, this otter and started feeding it. 
started feeding it squid and fish and whatever they had in their you know possession and the thing lost its fear of humans again i always have a squid in my possession <laughs> that's why you were charged at one point with squid possession possession of a squid uh so uh uh, so now the thing has lost its fear of humans yeah. again. It is climbing onto kayaks and like snarling at the people and demanding to be fed and stealing surfboards and that sort of thing. So, and and then they figured out that this wayward sea otter is pregnant. Oh, out of wedlock, by the way. Um, and uh, and so they're going to try to capture it and rehome it to heaven. I'm guessing. Ooh. I don't know. Ooh. Or maybe you do. But anyway, so if you're uh, swimming around Santa Cruz and you're approached by an otter, yes, it's cute. It will rip your face off. They talk about this thing ripping chunks out of surfboards with its powerful jaws. So you have promised something explosive. Uh, yeah. I, should I call it a female otter or a uh, otter who identifies as female? The progressives are trying to wipe out the very concept of being a woman. It's beyond crazy, friends. Seriously. Yeah, I haven't heard this, so I'm looking forward to it. And if you miss an hour, like if you can't tune in, if you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.